Right now, though, let's find out what's happening. We just heard that we, we got to look at what's going on in Calgary. And, I mean, the story is pretty bleak when it comes to student housing in Calgary. You've got um, waiting lists popping up at U of C. Uh, same thing, I think uh, State has a waiting list as well. Mount Royal's running into problems. I mean, it's it's tight. We know that. We know that housing is an issue right across this province. Of course, it's affecting post-secondary students. I got a text from one listener. I'm not going to use the name saying he's been living in his car for two years. He's one of these students that we're talking about. For two years, he's been living in his car and going to school. I mean, come on. thats It's really kind of hard to believe. Another listener says, if we want these bright, young, hardworking students to stay in Alberta, or Canada for that matter, we need to make it a great place to be. We need to support them. Then we'll put down roots and live here, work here, pay taxes here. We'll put down the roots. Yeah. I mean, it, how do you go to post-secondary if you can't find a place to live, right? I mean... If you've got mom and dad in Calgary or Edmonton, okay, you've got a possibility there. But a lot of these kids don't, right? So if you're trying to get kids from from other parts of the province to move to Edmonton or Calgary or Red Deer or, you know, I mean, all these different places have schools, um, housing has to be part of the conversation. So we're going to speak now with Chris Beasley, who is Vice President External of the U of A Students Union. Find out what's going on in the Capital Region. Chris, thanks for your time. I appreciate you being here. Thanks so much for having me, Shay. So, yeah, we just talked with uh, the VP external at the uh, U of C. Now we'll take a look at the U of A. doesn't look good in Calgary. You guys don't do waiting lists. It's a different situation in Edmonton, right? Yeah, slightly different situation. So we're seeing what we're seeing in Calgary because there are just no vacancy rates and we're dealing with a much more mature housing crisis. Uh, Edmonton's certainly on the way there, uh, but we're not there yet. So it's a little bit like a car crash in slow motion where you can see it coming. Okay, so are you starting to hear from students and different groups saying, okay, listen, we're trying to find a place and we can't? Uh, I know there's no waiting list and stuff, but are you starting to hear people say, boy, we're really having a hard time finding a place to stay? Well, the big problem is affordability here, yeah. right? So we're seeing record numbers of students making difficult decisions. They're skipping meals, they're using the campus food bank, they're working multiple jobs just so they can't afford housing if they possibly can. But about 2% of our students, so 800 students, have been out unhoused at some point since enrolling in the U of A. Um, so that's about 800 students that have been couch surfing or staying in their cars like your listener um, or just, you know, sleeping in stairwells, sleeping in uh, car parks, whatever it might be just to kind of get by. And so many of those students don't even recognize that they're houseless or homeless. Um, this is just kind of the expectation that students couch surf or have unstable living situations, but it doesn't work. Where does residence fit into this, Chris, in both of the cities? And I know you're at U of A. I mean, yeah. I, I know there's Lister Hall. There is residence. Is it just not enough? Is Do we need more of that? So, I, I, I think residence is like one part of the equation, but residence isn't for everybody. Um, so like residence fees are not necessarily like the lowest right, um, sure. that they always are. Um, and so what it looks like is attainable and affordable housing in the areas around the university. Yeah. Some of that like equation is residence, but some of it is also just making sure that we're like relaxing zoning requirements so that people can build that kind of attainable housing and affordable housing nearby to universities so that students can, you know, live where they work and live where they study. Are you seeing that? I mean, in terms, I mean, is enrollment, like I asked the same question um, to yeah. the UFC rep, is it enrollment going through the roof or housing tanking or is it a combination of both? How do we get to this mess? So enrollment's going through the roof and affordability is really high right now. And yeah, like, like a, the housing crisis is still part of it too. Um, realistically, we're saying uh, we're expecting enrollment growth of 40% within the next decade. Um, we're expecting huge booms of students. We're also expecting just a lot of mature students to start coming through as they're reskilling and upskilling later on in their careers. There's going to be a huge load placed on universities. Um, and Edmonton can't just sprawl outwards. No. Like these students need to stay 
and study near their university. They need to be able to walk to class. They need to be able to walk home. Um, and so really, it's going to put a lot of strain in those areas um, right around the University of Calgary, University of Edmonton, a lot of those other major post-secondary institutions. Are we seeing the right kind of attention on this, Chris? Are, are, you know, is it all hands on deck? People recognize this is a problem and something that needs to be solved? Or is it just sort of like you say, the, the car crash continuing to unfold? So, I mean, there are long-term solutions and there are short-term solutions. We're seeing some degree of good attention in terms of the long-term solutions, specifically um, Edmonton City Council taking, look, taking a look at our zoning bylaws, yep. um, taking yep. a look at changing the zoning that we have is a good example of stuff that can be done in the long term. As well, our provincial government, I believe it was Minister Nixon, um, announcing like housing supports. Yep. Um, again, really great long-term. We'd love to see more. It's the short-term that we need to deal with right yeah, now, right? Like so, for three weeks um, from now. Exactly. And, and what, what's going to come down to what helps students in the short term is that there's a mismatch between the money that students have in their pockets and the costs of housing right now. Um, they simply cannot afford the places that are here. And that's why we're seeing record numbers of students skipping meal, using the campus food bank, working multiple jobs. When people use the campus food bank, they cite rising food prices, tuition increases and rent increases as the top three reasons as to why they do it. Um, and what comes down to those short term solutions um, is that right now the government of Alberta gives out about seven pennies uh, towards like grants, non-repayable grants for yep. every dollar that they put towards loans. Um, and that system is not enough. Um, it's worse than our comparators in Ontario. It's worse than our comparators in BC. Um, right now we have a brand new minister of advanced education. Um, and Minister Sani, as she learns the file and as she does that research and work into like where the greatest pressure points are within the post-secondary system. Um, I mean, what students have identified as the greatest pressure point is that imbalance between the loans that are coming out and just simply there not being enough grants that put cash in the pockets of students so they can afford um, a life that's getting more unaffordable for all Albertans. Yeah, no, I, you're right. That's the thing. I mean, this is just one segment of the population where everybody's trying to deal with it. So you're, that's a great point. Chris, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time.